my shit if I didn't record. We didn't record this whole episode? <laughs> no, we did. <laughs> Bummer. in the garage. I'm Corey Cope. I'm Freddie Wolf. Kickstart for 220 2023. It's President's Day. Hey. It's a combo President's Day. <laughs> you know they do that now? You yeah, remember? it's all of them. Yeah, we used to get like consecutive Mondays off. We used to get Lincoln and Washington. Like it was like, yeah, yeah. And then they... And someone goes, oh, no, we need to combo those. I think the excuse was they gave, they put a MLK on the docket for January. I think that's what the reasoning was. And I'm like, well, you can't have them all. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, look, right. What, give us another three-day weekend. Come on. Uh, uh, this is going to be, well, in all fairness, dude, are we really, because next week it's going to be the 27th. And what are we really kickstarting for the rest of February? Nothing. No, nothing, nothing. <laughs> but we do have our last box of candy coming this Friday. That is true. And uh, we have not recorded it yet because of schedules, but it'll be out on time. No sweat. But uh, yeah, it's a, oh man. I was a little bummed after listening to the last one. And I guess because I, we weren't, I wasn't expecting myself to be so, and I, and I cut a lot of it out because it was kind of a, it's hard not to talk about his last movie, you know, like last complete movie, you know, right. or, you know that he actually finished and not be melancholy about it. You know, it's it, as much as the movie's enjoyable, it sucks because it's like, I don't know. I don't want to say it was a eulogy type of movie, but it was an episode, but it was just kind of a bummer. It's, and it's why we don't talk about people passing on the show. <laughs> right. Because it's too, you know, John Candy was like that uncle we didn't know, you know, growing up for us. So it's, that's why in, in a lot of ways, us seeing older versions of him with, you know, we're, we have this thing cemented in our head. Our jolly uncle John was that guy all the way to the end. So yeah, anyway. But yeah, last box of candy candy coming on Friday. I got some feedback on that episode and people enjoy it because they hadn't seen the movie in a long time. So I know they're going to- Which one? Cool Runnings? Cool Runnings, yeah. Yeah, but yeah like I told you, like even like these kids who were like are working on this, you know, when I say kids, I just mean, you know, people that maybe they're in their mid thirties, late thirties, yeah. but they've all seen Cool Runnings. They saw it as kids. Like, yeah. you know, they were like five, six years old and they remember it fondly. So yeah, man. It was a good revisit. I was talking to my mom and she said that, oh, your dad loved that movie. I'm like, well, dad loved John Candy. Like, <laughs> cause, sure. Because he and I, like we've mentioned on the, I've mentioned the show before, my dad and I could watch planes, like it's going out of style and we can mute that. Between that movie and Arthur, we can mute the movie and just do all the lines of dialogue and just kind of ADR ourselves because we know it so well. Right. My dad was a very emotional dude. So, like, when it came to, like, movies like that, all those movies fucked him up, you know. Anyway, because that's a, I mean, Planes is one of those movies that's just, like, I th I don't think women get that movie. I think men get that movie, but women don't, which is kind of funny. But anyway, what do you, how's production going for you, Ben? Yeah, you know, it's <laughs> like, you know, every day just turns into the next day. Mm -hmm. I mean, today is actually my first real day off in, like, two weeks. 
I feel like my last day off was the weekend before the Super Bowl. Like I had Saturday or I had Sunday off the week before and then worked, you know, Monday through and then all last week and then up till yesterday. So today is like my first day off in two weeks. Jeez. Yeah. It's just, you know, physically taxing. No, but it's just constant. It's like a constant barrage. Yep. We're plowing through it, man. We got, uh, I think we have 15 more shoot days. Wow. Yeah. So coming down to it, whittling it down. Well, it's the 20th. So, and no forgetting a week from tomorrow, it'll, it's the last day of the month and we're going to be in March that fast. Yeah. I mean, I, Tuesday will be the, the start of my sixth week. So um, do we want to talk about what we're doing for March? Because we can do it because we don't know what the fuck we're doing. <laughs> yeah, right. It's a, it's a concept. We get the concept. We can tell the concept because it's kind of. Yeah, it's going to be It's going to be funny. Dude, this is going to be a fun one. March Madness. It's Okay, so basically it's March Madness. What else did we what, what was the What was the first thing we called it? Uh Shit. I don't know, but March oh, Madness. Oh, no. Oh, it's, I made a reference to Tommy Wiseau's The Room. And I said, oh, right. hi, oh hey, March. So we were, <laughs> I'm going to do a fun little bumper for it when when, uh, when we put it together. But basically the premise is this, is we are going to start off with a certain movie and we're only watching it on Tubi because that's where it's playing right now. And we're going to watch it on Tubi and whatever Tubi tells us to watch next that's what we're watching. Yes. So whatever their first recommendation based on the first movie we watch, that's where we go. That's so, where we go. And each week. Second episode, we'll feed three and the fourth and the fifth. Just It's just going to keep feeding each other all the way down the line. So I'm, I'm anticipating it being very much like, uh, like the game telephone. Yeah, totally. By the time we get to five, you're going to go, how the fuck did you get from there to there? Right. Yeah. It's going to be... <laughs> Gonna it's going to be fun. Do it, it, yes, the, brought to you by the bots at Tubi. Yeah. In a lot of ways, it's kind of a pseudo, as you said, it was kind of like, it's like a, like a pseudo disengaged, except for it won't be a commentary. Right. And the movie that starts it all off is just fucking perfect, honestly. I've been fighting not watching it yet, been, and purposely not watching, because I wanted, I wanted to make sure we got past Candy, and then we can, I can kind yeah. of get my mindset going for that. Yeah, absolutely. Like, when I asked you... So what's our deal for March? Because I was realizing we only had one movie left to cover. Right. And it's kind of perfect that way, especially since Tubi, because it's, it's kind of a no-brainer. And it'll, it'll kind of be fun, too, because it's going to throw us a lot of fucking weird... I, I can't even imagine what we're going to get thrown based on the first movie. And I hope we... I, I mean, I guess we're not going to get it. So I'll let that cat out of the bag. <laughs> Cyclone with Heather right. Thomas probably won't come up because it's not streaming anywhere. But I will put Cyclone in the show notes. Because they have it on YouTube for some German VHS transfer. But it's in English, just as German subtitles. But the whole movie's there. Oh, fantastic. And all of its VHS nastiness. Tubi's algorithm is going to be interesting because the movie we have coming out Friday, The Last Box of Candy, it recommended, fuck, what did it recommend? It recommended a John Candy movie, but I can't remember what it was now. Fuck, what was it? Wasn't it Going Berserk? No. It could have been. I feel like it was. So it sounds to me like the it's consistent. So that's something else we're thinking about too. Once you watch this first movie, I'm wondering if it's going to tell you the same thing it tells me. Well, that's what I'm wondering too. Is like I, I was thinking, like, well, what do we do? Like, if it, <laughs> it recommends a movie for, if it recommends a different movie for both of us, do we flip a coin? Uh, we're going to have to do something. I think. But you know what? We're usually pretty agreeable about like, hey, between this and this, because I think we're both going to be whatever we know is going to lend itself more to the month, you know, that as opposed to 
what we're feeling. Cause this, this month is going to be, March is going to be by design anyway, a, a little nutty. So we have to maintain the nuttiness and I, I prefer not knowing and I prefer not choosing because I want the whole point is it for it to choose for us. Yeah, me too. Okay. If it happens to not give us the same thing, but it gives us the first one where it matches, like the first three, the recommendations, if one of the first one that matches each of us, that's the one we'll do. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, that's fair. Hey, well, you know, I'm going to throw this out there. You know, do you know how many presidents were born in February? No. Four. Four. I would have thought it would be more. But I guess there's not, there's only what, 46, 46, 46, 47 presidents? Yeah. Uh, so out of 47, four, so a little under 10% born in February. Because it's, uh, it's Lincoln, Washington, Harrison, and Reagan, if anyone cares. I'm, I was just like, oh, all right. Presidents. But we don't celebrate the other two presidents. It's really just Washington and... Oh, no, dude. Biden's 46. Biden is 46. Yeah, yeah. I, I thought Dum Dum was 45. So, no, because yeah. remember, we, we've always, because we, people referred to him as 45 for a long time because they right. didn't want to say his name. Right. Right. Yeah. Or just call him Dum Dum. It's okay. I think the confusion might be is that he served as the 47th for, for Obama as VP. So he's a 47th VP for, that's probably, I mean, that's why when you said 47, it stuck with my head. I'm like, oh yeah, Biden's 47. No, he was 47th VP. Gotcha. For those for those two terms, yeah. Jeez, wow. how did politics come in here? Always because yeah, President's no, done, Day. <laughs> gone. Uh, anyway, enjoy President's Day, everyone. March will be pretty exciting because it's kind of like we know we're covering a movie. We just don't know what it is, or if we've seen it or not, right. or if it's good or bad, or somewhere <laughs> in between, or fantastically bad. But you'd ask me like, why well, was super busy prepping for Super Bowl and. Mike, shit, I don't know. So I, I saw your note and I'm like, and I was concerned. I didn't want to te- text you back at 11 o'clock my time. Even though I know you're doing nights, I didn't want to like fuck it Saturday night. And I know your laundry day is Sunday. I didn't want to fuck with it. So, but I think you ended up working though, didn't you? <laughs> On Super I did. Bowl, yeah. Yep. I was driving home and that's why I had that whole, hey, oh, hey, March, that whole bit came to mind. I'm like, let's just do bad movies. And then you mentioned the one movie and, and then it just kind of spawned from that. So honestly, dude, I think, I think in the last couple of months, we've come up with themes that are going to be reoccurring. We talked about doing that thing we had planned for September, right? Sure. Right. That reoccurring, we can do that one every year. And I think March Madness, I think this is the kind of thing we need to do every year. It's like, it needs to be this. Sure. We can just change the uh, streaming platform. Like, who, you know, instead of Tubi, it could be Freebie or whatever, you know, <laughs> or, maybe we, or, or whatever Pluto throws at us. Or who knows which, what's going to be even around a year from now. Yeah. Fucking. I mean, there might be more or less. Probably more. Paramount and Showtime, you probably have heard about it. And if they were, you could already get Showtime on there. You just have to pay a few bucks extra. But now it's getting rolled into Paramount Plus as if you didn't think it was a, if it already wasn't a, a strong enough platform to be still, it's, it's still the best fucking streamer platform, period. I don't think of anything even comes close to it. I mean, Hulu's okay. But speaking of Hulu, when we covered um, the Fright Night remake back in, what, I, don't, I don't even think it was October, was it? Was, did we do that in October? No, we didn't uh, do that in no, October. No, I don't no, fucking did, remember. Did, I think we did it like in August. Yeah. You had uh, towards the end of it, or maybe it was um, Kickstart right after that. We were talking about Image and Poots, and, and you had recommended the Cameron Crow produced TV show, Roadies, that was on Showtime. Well, I finally got around to watching it because back then when you mentioned it was on Hulu, it's still there. It's still on Hulu. Ironically, not on Showtime. I double checked just before we got on mic. Holy shit, man, this show's so fucking great. You've talked about on the show how 
you know, your, your phrasing always kind of sticks with me to the point where I, just, I use it all the time now. And it's like, those are unearned needle drops. There's no needle drop in anything Cameron Crowe produces that isn't intricate to the story. Totally. And boy, no needle drops in the whole episode until that last one that finally, I mean, the first one drops in is then towards the end of the episode. I'm like, fuck. Yeah, man. Yeah. I mean, that's the way music should be. If You know, that, and again, it's effective because it's, you know, it's used in the way it should be and it's right. earned. Yeah. So yeah, if you guys haven't seen roadies, it's so good. And if you just have your general Hulu, you're good to go. Sorry, Canada. Can you know, can, I don't know if you told you this before or even mentioned on mic that Canada doesn't have Hulu. Oh, it's stupid, right? Well, what ends up happening up there? It's because they it, can't say it. They can't say Hulu. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just kidding, Tom. Or am I? If you think about it, I mean, the Hula. The, no, Hula. a boot, a boot, a boot, Hulu, Hulu. Hulu. a boot, <laughs> Hulu, who, who, what? Yeah, there you go. Offense. Exactly. Anyway. The fuck's offense? Well, I mean, it's like, uh, oh, it's offense. It's when you hear Canadian I know, I was hockey kidding. guys. I know, but I'm I'm clarifying for people that go, yeah, what the hell does he mean? Oh. Or can I, I shouldn't just say Canadian hockey players. I should say uh, Canadian coaches. Canadian coaches across the board, not just hockey. Take off, eh? CFL, too. And we talked about where Disney Plus up there isn't exactly the same as our Disney Plus. Up until recently... Our Disney Plus didn't have anything past PG-13, but then he added all those Netflix Marvel shows that are MAs and some of the Fox titles. But their Disney Plus up there, man, they've had Aliens. They had a whole bunch of shit up there. You know, Fox titles after the the whole purchasing of 20... The merger. The whatever the fuck. Okay, I don't don't want to get into sports. This is less sports about other than... um, And really about how it affects entertainment as a whole. Part of that deal with Fox and Disney was buying the Fox Sports regional networks from us. And up until Sinclair Group bought it from Disney, because Disney, that's the irony is that Disney wasn't even, they knew they were never going to be allowed to hold those regionals because it's a total monopoly for them and all those ESPN channels that they have. So he sold us to Sinclair and Sinclair got some new branding from Bally's and so it was a Bally Sports Network. And all of the, all of the, the, the regional networks stick around. They just, you know, add the Bally Sports to the front of it and drop the Fox Sports. Diamond Holdings, I think it's what it's called. That's the company that Sinclair, the LLC they created to buy everything. So if they went bankrupt, like they anticipated it, they wouldn't take Sinclair down as a whole. And that's what's happening. They're filing for bankruptcy. And it's all fucked up because they're behind on their carriage payments to MLB, which is probably the bulk of their TV rights. It's so fucked up. And I was chuckling. I'm like, wouldn't it be amazing if Fox bought it back <laughs> Pennies on the dollar. Krugerrands, Riggs. Krugerrands. Krugerrands. Yeah, that's a goddamn Krugerrand. Goddamn Krugerrand. <laughs> oh, shit. Anyway, and it's not, it's like, again, it's less sports and just more about how the world turns in entertainment. It's all fucked up. Because when Fox sold off everything, they said that they want to maintain the whole live event situation. I'm like, well, you know, the only reason they got rid of it and it wasn't because they didn't want it for the sake of content. Carriage rights are too expensive. And they had NHL, they had NBA, and of course they have an MLB. In this town, in LA, the two biggest market teams are the LA Dodgers and the LA Lakers, but neither one of them are on Bally's or even Fox Sports previous. They were at one time, but they've been on Time Warner slash now Spectrum Sports Network for the past how many years? Right. 
God, I don't even, can't even tell you how many years. And for the while, early on, they had exclusivity for, uh, for the Dodgers. And they pay like a billion dollars or something like that for the rights. What? Yeah, yeah. They pay like a billion dollars for the rights. And for the longest time, you couldn't get them on direct TV because it was Spectrum owned on Time Warner owned. They're like, I ain't fucking paying that. It was fuck. I was so wrong, dude. 25 year television right agreement valued at 8.35 billion. What? Yeah. Wow. Yeah. So there. <laughs> but that in your pipe and smoke it. Seriously. That that happened like 2014. And then they had they had a six-year blackout with Direct TV. So the only place you could have seen it was at Time Warner. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. And when they finally ended the blackout, it was still AT&T owned direct TV and all that. And before direct, I think AT&T, didn't AT&T already have like Warner media at that point. Right. I think so. Yeah. And eventually they sold it off, but this is, that's what happens by the way. If you want to know, if you want to know the wrong way of acquiring assets is what AT&T did. It's fucking stupid. Anyway, enough of the business bullshit tomorrow. The 21st, um, not a lot going on. There's a 4K of Days and Confused coming out on Criterion. Um, but the Magnificent Seven coming out in 4K and it's already got a pre-sale review and that's the OG. We're not talking about the remake that came out a few years ago with Denzel. This is the Sturgis one with Yul Brenner. Ironically, Yul Brenner. Ironically, <laughs> the, Yul Brenner. The real this, Yul Brenner. <laughs> the real Yul Brenner, not the uh, Jamaican bobsled uh, Yul Brenner. Yeah, Steve McQueen, Charles Bronson, Robert Vaughn, of course. Eli Wallach, right? We were, we were just talking before we got a mic about the hunter with Steve McQueen and Eli. And that is Eli is cap, not captain, but he's the guy that runs the. I think so. He's, he's the, the, I the, think he's the, the guy that runs the, the bounty, bail place, uh, right? The bail bond. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Bail. yeah. I think he's that guy who sends him. He's the guy who sends Pap out. Yeah. Gosh, fucking Eli's rad, dude. You don't get that kind of character actor anymore. If you do, like, dude, nobody's special like that, you know. Well, like I think back in, in there's two guys from like you know from for that 50 year stretch like it's Eli Wallach and Rod Steiger who would play oh, any God. they would they would cast him as anything and they, and they could kind of pull it off in the Leone world right they kind of both sort of play a version of Tuco in different movies right but yeah man Wallach's the best dude you know what I just watched with Wallach and I think it might be a Kino title but it was streaming somewhere. But I recently I watched Tough Guys with Burt Lancaster, yes, Kirk Douglas, Darlan Flugel, um, and Eli Wallach shows up as their old nemesis as a nearsighted hit man who's awesome. trying to kill them both, <laughs> but he can't see shit. We were talking about younger audiences, right, and seeing cool runnings. I had a coworker; he's probably in his early thirties, maybe by maybe if he's if he's sub thirty, he's just below thirty. And he came to me last week, or it's like Super Bowl Sunday. We we're just kind of shooting the shit before the game started, and he told me he saw the good and the bad and the ugly for the first time. And I'm like, really, for the first time? He's like, holy shit, that movie! I'm like, right? He he and I just yammered on about it for like a good twenty minutes, and I'm telling you, it's like. uh not a lot of people in that age bracket will even dip their toe in that kind of water. You know what I mean? They'll, they'll, they'll take their, their superheroes or whatever gets served to them. And then, and they'll just take it. They'll take it or they'll, they'll shit talk. They, they rarely go back and like watch things. The kind of things that our show is based on. I had, so I had to remind them, I said, if you don't listen to our show, you should listen to our show because we're going to make wrecks that of movies you'll, you've never even heard of. Forget about 
things that you would never turn around and go, I want to watch that. You're going to want to watch a lot of stuff that we talk about. So just do yourself a favor to listen to the show. I don't need you to listen. <laughs> right. I just think that you'll it's, get- It's more for your education. It's, it's than more for our, your, exactly. Sure. We're not going to stop regardless. He's right there with us because our, our connection came from his disdain for the last Halloween series. Oh, so there you go. So, you know, he gets us. He gets us. Anyway. We'll check out Tough Guys then. Leon B. Little. Oh, seriously, dude. That's such a good one. What was I going to mention also? Oh, shit. Okay. We haven't done a Freddie Woff movie fan slash I worked on this movie commentary in a long time. So we, so Joey had a recommendation. Joey had a recommendation because I introduced him to Drive last night. Oh, nice. Yeah, the Refin wonderful Drive. And he just like, I know he's totally into a movie and he loves it. When we get to the end, of course, that's how the end it. <laughs> sure. Is there another movie? And I'm like, no, but the guy that wrote the novel wrote a sequel to this. So, I mean, he, the driver lives. So he's like, oh. So after we were done watching the movie, I showed him um, a little featurette that made the comparisons between this and the driver, which we've covered on the show when we did Walter Hill. And he's like, he, he goes, and now he wants to watch the driver. I'm like, go and see. Nice. This is how you educate your children. <laughs> I, I never push it. <laughs> excuse me. I never push anything on him. I mean, eventually I'll show him things. And if he, if I can, I, if I'm getting a good response and we'll keep going or then I can kind of figure out what I want to do for him after that. But yeah, we watched that and he loved it. And I didn't mention your involvement in the movie at all. So we get to the end and your credit comes up and I pause and he's like, he's like, why'd you pause it, dad? And I go, well, the second name from the top, he goes, what? <laughs> <laughs> and I'm like, God, I didn't want to tell you beforehand. I thought, it, I thought you seeing Canyon country and all that high speed driving for that short amount of time I sold, that was going to be enough for you before they moved its way up the, what they shoot the rest of that in whites? Some of that? No, uh, we shot Sierra. that out. No, it's out off of um, Alpha 5, out past Castaic. Okay. It's, uh, God, what is the exit? It, it's, it's out, it's, it's on the other side of Castaic Lake, just on the border of the 30 mile zone. Okay. The, the 30 mile zone. You're out. When you watch the movie, if you live here, you'll recognize the quicks. Because I mean, obviously he does the, the, he's testing out the race car at Saga Speedway back when they still had the bleachers up. <laughs> it sucks too, yeah, because now all they have now is just a swap meet. I used to go there every Saturday night. Well, not every Saturday night, like once a month to go watch Dritt. Yeah. Destruction Derby. Destruction Derby. Oh, man, dude, it was so fun. The best is when they do the figure eight. And uh, people are like, well, what the hell is a figure eight? And I said, well, they do the figure eight smash up derby. But what, what they'll do is they'll they'll chain two cars together. <laughs> so there's four cars out there. They'll chain to the back bumper of one to the front bumper of the other. And they're basically almost like a train and they move around. There's two sets of, of cars like that. And the, the excitement was always when they hit that figure eight, where they're going to cross right with right where the chain is and cause all four cars to wreck. That was a good time. But I'd seen plenty of races there. A friend of mine from when I was very, very young, when I was 10 and he was 11, his dad actually drove stock cars. So we, I got to see his dad race quite a bit at Saugus when I was a preteen. Yeah, I remember they used to put, you could go there, they, there was there were concerts there too. Yeah. Like I, I saw a bunch of shows and shit there like in the early 90s and you know, early to mid nineties, like on, you know, on weekends, you know, and, and some bands, you know, again, bands that had been probably 
more popular during the eighties. And then, and then just, you know, all kinds of bands on their way up and then some bands on their way, you know, to wherever after the peak and then before the peak. Right. But yeah, it was, a, it was a fun place. Cause you know, it was, it wasn't huge, but it was, it was pretty big and you get a, you know, you in the early, in, in the early nineties, there, there were pretty good turnouts. You yeah. Know? Again, I feel like those kind of concert venues don't exist as much. They're, they're, they're never as packed now as they were because of things like YouTube and like, I can just watch it on YouTube. Yeah. <laughs> Basically it was the equivalent of you guys going to the fair and seeing a, a, right. a performer. Exactly. And eventually they moved that once that kind of thing stopped, this thing stopped a long time ago and they kind of had a resurgence here. Cause you know, they, they have those shows every summer mm-hmm. um, at that central park here off of bouquet. Yeah. Dude, I, I, it was like, I can't remember what else I saw there show wise, but they used to have some fun shows there. Yeah, they would do local bands would open up for actual names, and it was it was it was a that was a fun place back when it was run by the people that actually would weren't concerned about swap meet. The swap meet was just something they did on Sunday morning just for the fuck of it, right? They I don't know if they still do it on Wednesday, but they have like a weekday swap meet there too. It wasn't it's not always packed as packed, but they're still there. I, I don't know of any other place that has a a weekday uh, swap meet along with the Sunday one, but. Yeah, because it's two every it's Tuesdays. Tuesdays, thank you. Yeah. yeah. So Joey loved them as a whole, loved the movie. We talked a whole bunch about it afterwards. You know, we started watching Breaking Bad recently. So he was asking me where Cranston was at this. I go, Oh, dude, this is like right at the beginning of it. That's what's funny when he makes that crack <laughs> crack to the driver, right? About when he goes pick up the Impala at the beginning. Mm. Does a dream and he starts going down the list of all the Eans. <laughs> kind of funny. Here he is pimping off all this <laughs> all his drugs. That was kind of funny. Yeah, it's a, you know, yeah, we well, we can definitely do yeah. a drive. It's funny because I forgot. It's probably the only time my name has ever been uh, thrown up there in neon pink. Yeah, and I have a rad print of that movie. Well, I got three of them. I have two of them done by Paul Mann. One of which, possibly both of which, are I'm going to be selling to Jason Fortin out in Massachusetts because he's a, a a print collector like I am. And I have two of the other ones. The one that this guy. Wolfgang did and that's one of the I got one of those ones for you but it's that one's the cooler one that one fits the movie better than the other two do anyway so if you want to follow the show on the Twitters it's at Karate Pod same tag for Letterboxd and Instagram but if you follow on court Instagram it's Culprit97 and on uh, God, I almost said film, Filmnesia we need to do a Filmnesia game with somebody yep uh, Letterboxd Corey underscore call. Uh, if you'd like to follow me, you can follow me at Rock and Rolla thirty three on your Instagram, or you can follow me at Tom Cody on Letterbox. That's Tom Cody Letterbox.